Welcome everyone to Martiak Market Update with your host, Mark Martiak. Mark is a Managing Director of Investments with AGP, Alliance Global Partners, member of FINRA and SIPIC. This show will explore topics ranging from market updates to the global economy and personal finance. Money is knowledge, and Mark wants to help you navigate your relationship with money by offering timely guidance and his unique perspective. Here's Mark Martiak. A global hunt for Russian oligarchs' assets has begun. Welcome. Thank you for joining me as we discuss key trends shaping our industries and markets. It's been a humanitarian crisis for the people of Ukraine, many of whom have faced devastation as the Russian invasion and war entered a third week. You hear a lot about economic sanctions that have been put in place by countries, including the U.S. During this program, I want to look at sanctions placed on Russia's oligarchs who are on the move amid a global dragnet that Western governments have cast to ensnare their yachts, their villas, jets, and bank accounts. But first, a little background. You may have wondered, what is a Russian oligarch? Oligarchs, or extremely wealthy business leaders who are politically connected, became more prominent in Russia in the 1990s, but they are not unique to Russia. Many Russian oligarchs are heavily involved in and benefit from Russian President Vladimir Putin's regime with some serving in political positions. For example, when Putin opened a new bridge to Crimea in 2018, a region Russia had annexed from Ukraine in 2014, the bridge was built by his friend Arkady Rotenberg's company, and the truck he drove across it was made by Sergei Chemizov's state corporation, Rostec, according to the Carnegie Moscow Center which is a think tank that focuses on domestic and foreign policy. There is often a line of succession for oligarchs in politics. For example, Dmitry Patrushev, the son of Russian Security Council Secretary Nikolai Patrushev, was appointed as Russia's Minister of Agriculture, according to the Carnegie Moscow Center. Numerous Russian oligarchs and government officials were sanctioned by the U.S. in 2018 in part for the regime's occupation of Crimea and for continuing to instigate violence in Ukraine, according to the U.S. Treasury Department, which announced the sanctions. Rotenberg's son and Petrushev were included in that round of sanctions for their involvement with the regime. Russian oligarchs and elites who profit from this corrupt system will no longer be insulated from the consequences of their government's destabilizing activities. That was a quote then by Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin in a press release about those sanctions. The Biden administration announced it would expand its sanctions on Russian oligarchs, further taking aim at Putin's close-knit elite network. The Biden administration blames the oligarchs for providing the resources critical to supporting Putin's invasion. Quote, Treasury is committed to holding Russian elites to account for their support of President Putin's war of choice, end quote, said Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Quote, today, across the U.S. government and in coordination with partners and allies, we are demonstrating our commitment to impose massive costs on Putin's closest confidants 
and their family members and freeze their assets in response to the brutal attack on Ukraine, end quote. The new sanctions targeted the likes of Alisher Usmanov, the owner of an iron and steel conglomerate, who Forbes has estimated to be worth more than $15 billion. The White House said that Usmanov's property will be blocked from use in the United States, including his superyacht and his private jet, which is one of Russia's largest privately owned aircraft. His superyacht, one of the world's largest, was just seized by Germany. Billionaire Alec Deripaska already got a jump on things. His yacht, Clio, reportedly departed Sri Lanka two weeks ago and is headed for the Maldives, where it is expected to dock soon. Deripaska is no stranger to sanctions, having personally been sanctioned by the U.S. in 2018. A Russian oligarch's yacht was damaged in Spain's Balearic Islands over the last weekend in February, reportedly by a Ukrainian sailor seeking revenge for Russia's invasion of his home country. The luxury yacht, the 155-foot-long Lady Anastasia, with an estimated value of nearly $8 million, reportedly belongs to Alexander Mikhev, CEO of Russian arms company Rosoboran Export. According to the reports, he was outraged after seeing a video of a Ukrainian apartment block that was hit by a Russian missile. Appearing before a judge recently, the man reportedly said the armaments used are produced by the yacht's owner's company. They were attacking innocents, end quote. In recent days, French authorities have detained a handful of ships subject to new sanctions, including a 280-foot yacht, the Amore Vero, true love in Italian. They say it is owned by Igor Sechin, the sanctioned chief executive of Russian oil producer Rosneft and close ally of Russian President Vladimir Putin. They sweeped in during the night as the vessel was making what they described as preparations to leave port in a hurry. On March 1st, in his State of the Union speech, President Biden said, quote, We are joining with our European allies to find and seize your yachts, your luxury apartments, your private jets, end quote, referring to the new entity called Task Force Klepto Capture. Biden was quoted again, suggesting, we are coming for your ill-begotten gains, end quote. The movement of the luxury yachts comes as the White House and Treasury Department are expanding the number of Russian oligarchs subject to U.S. sanctions, aiming to punish the financial elite close to Putin. The U.S. and U.K., the United Kingdom, of course, on Thursday, the first Thursday in March, March 3rd, unveiled still more sanctions and travel restrictions on a range of Russian elites because of Russia's invasion in Ukraine. As part of the American round, the U.S. will impose visa restrictions on 19 Russian oligarchs and 47 of their family members and close associates. The U.K. sanctioned two more oligarchs, including the former Russian deputy prime minister. According to a White House fact sheet, full blocking sanctions on an expansive new list 
of Russian elites and their family members who enable Putin and include imposing visa restrictions on 19 Russian oligarchs, their 47 family members and close associates. The Department of State announcing a new visa restriction policy to restrict the issuance of visas to certain Russian oligarchs, their family members and close associates. These oligarchs are known to direct, authorize, fund, significantly support, or carry out malign activities in support of Russia's destabilizing foreign policy. This was all according to a White House fact sheet that I read. To what extent will governments pursue Russian oligarchs? We're finding out a little more with each passing week. How do the governments, including the U.S., begin to separate these oligarchs from their assets? How much economic pain will it cause Putin's inner circle? While the task force aims to hold the sanctioned Russian elites accountable following the country's invasion of Ukraine, tracking down and seizing their assets won't be easy. These extraordinarily wealthy and powerful individuals, including Vladimir Putin himself, have taken elaborate steps to protect their wealth around the globe. Some oligarchs are trying to dodge penalties by moving these super yachts into territories where sanctions don't apply and where their property cannot be seized or their assets frozen. Geopolitical risk is hard to price into the financial markets. In a flash, Russian oligarchs are paying attention to the headline risk and volatility that comes with that risk, both on an economic level and personal liberties level in terms of what they've been able to enjoy. My thoughts are with the people of Ukraine and everyone who's impacted by the war, whether in Ukraine, in Russia, or in neighboring countries. The international community has largely come together, and I'm heartened by the degree of global coordination by governments, business, and regulators in the pursuit of peace for the region. This is a complex and fluid situation. As a fiduciary, I take very seriously my responsibilities to my clients, and I will continue to assess the environment on your behalf. Thank you for joining my program. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you the next time. Thank you for listening to Martiak Market Update. Mark Martiak is the executive producer. Sean Dooley is producer. We also want to thank Libby Grant. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe and leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned for Mark's next episode coming soon. Visit our website to join our email list or find extra resources and information at markmartiak.com.